My roommate stole my medication, so I swapped them out with laxatives. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So when I was 15, I was diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia. Now, despite what TV shows and movies may portray, not all people who suffer from schizophrenia are serial killers. If you can keep your medication in balance, you can live a perfectly normal life. From the age of 15 to 20 was rather hard as we tried to find the right balance of medication for me. But it had been 11 years since I was first diagnosed, and has been 6 years since I've had any really bad symptoms. There's been a few minor issues when my meds would go out of balance, but nothing extreme. Anyway, this happened 3 years ago. I had just moved into a new apartment with 2 new roommates. We'll call them Zach and Rachel. Anyways, due to my illness, I take multiple medications an antipsychotic, antidepressants, and a variety of anti-anxiety medication, to name a few. These are all rather strong medications. So when I moved in and got settled in, I started to notice some of my meds started going missing. I have my pills counted out and ready, so I know exactly how many I have. I immediately suspect my roommates as they were the only ones with access to my room. I also knew for a fact they took other medication to get high. They were pretty open about it, but I had no proof and didn't want to risk pissing them off as I had to live with them. So I looked past it hoping it was a one-time thing, but it wasn't. After a few days of this, I lost it and confronted them. They denied it, and of course I had no proof. I even got a lock for my room, but somehow they still managed to get in. So here's where the revenge starts. So due to all my medication, I get constipated a lot. So I have a very strong laxative I take when this happens. They're tiny pinkish pills. If you don't know about medication, you could easily mistake these for something else. One morning, before heading to work, I took my antipsychotic pill bottles and switched out the pills for my laxatives. And then I left. When I came home that evening, both my roommates were in the washrooms. I asked Rachel what was wrong and she made up some bull food poisoning excuse. They spent the whole night in and out of the bathrooms. My medication stopped disappearing after that night. So you tell me, am I the jerk? Hey, original poster, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. This is probably the best way that you could have handled this situation. You tried confronting them about it, and unfortunately it didn't solve the problem. So you're forced to resort to other measures. That ended up being effective, and ultimately no one's hurt. No harm done, and they learn their lesson. I was horribly mistreated at my worst job ever. When I was fresh out of high school, my sister's boyfriend offered me a job as a mechanic at a local dealership. The job was an apprenticeship and was at one of the worst dealerships I've ever had the displeasure of working at. I could tell you dozens of stories about being an apprentice that would discourage anyone from taking up the position. However, I feel like my experience can be summed up in three examples of mistreatment. A fourth year apprentice was taking a gearbox out of a small car, probably weighs like 30 kilograms or about 60 pounds. He told me to catch the gearbox as it came out of the car while he undid the last bolt. I told him I wasn't comfortable catching a falling, heavy, sharp, unpredictable mass, and he told me I'd get sacked if I didn't do what I was told. A fool could have seen it coming. The gearbox fell, I was unable to catch it, and the casing broke on the ground as it landed. The foreman came by and blamed me for the incident. My wages were docked to pay for the gearbox housing. 
I was later humiliated by another apprentice who filmed the event on his camera phone and showed the rest of the workshop me failing to catch the falling mass of metal. In another incident, I was asked to retrieve two tires from the cage, a literal lockable chicken wire cage about 10 square meters large and 4 meters high that was assembled out back of the workshop to house our tires, in order to fit a vehicle. To collect the tires, I needed to climb a ladder to get them from the top rack and as I was up there, I heard the gate close and lock, and one of the mechanics had locked me in the cage as part of a hazing ritual. It was about 35 degrees Celsius or 100 degrees Fahrenheit that day, and I was locked in there for two hours. Whenever a mechanic came past and saw that I was in the cage, they would take a nearby fire hose and try to hose me down in there. By the time I got out of that cage, I had such bad sunburn I couldn't come into work the next day because I was still vomiting from the heat stroke. My boss, of course, did not approve the time off and I was given leave without pay. For the final story, there was an incident where we recovered a bumper from a four-wheel drive after we attached a bull bar in its place. We used to save the bumpers in case we ever dented one, so we had spares essentially. I was asked to place a bumper on two hooks and then climb a ladder to the top of the workshop and hang the bumper on the rafters at the top of the workshop for storage. I don't know if you've ever tried to climb a ladder with no hands and holding a large, somewhat heavy and awkward load that can under no circumstances get scratched or dented, but I assure you, it's difficult. As I was climbing the ladder, it started slipping on the greasy workshop floor and eventually collapsed under me causing me to fall. 4 meters or 15 feet dropping the bumper, injuring my hand, and resulting in me once again being humiliated by a mechanic who was filming the whole ordeal. I was told it was my fault that I fell off the ladder because I wasn't doing it right. And the unsafe work practice was not updated. I should note that I asked another apprentice to hold the bottom of the ladder and they had neglected to do so. Suffice to say, I was sick of how this company operated, so I spent the next two weeks taking photos of unsafe work practices. I took photos of lots of things, including people using a grinder with no guards, no goggles, no gloves, people smoking next to open fuel sources, an apprentice locked in a grease pit, another hazing ritual, and yes, I opened it after taking the photo, two apprentices moving a heavy piece of shop machinery into storage by pushing it up a flimsy wooden ramp, apprentices working at heights without railings, Hazchem materials that were stored, well, anywhere, not locked up, you get the idea. I sent the photos along with some accounts of my personal experiences and anecdotal evidence of other unsafe work practices I had personally experienced to WorkSafe, a government body that finds workplaces for unsafe practices and ensures they clean up their act. The company I worked for received over $100,000 in fines and had to spend probably another $25,000 in repairs to bring their workshop up to spec. The local mechanics union became involved too and caused problems around the treatment of apprentices and safe work practices in general. The place is still the largest employer of apprentices in the area I grew up in, but I hear they treat people a lot better now. So was I a jerk? It sounds to me like you are the exact opposite of a jerk. Hazing and bullying is just one of the stupidest things that's ever existed and is certainly not acceptable in a professional workplace. Add to this all the improper and unsafe work practices that were going on, and it sounds like you saved a lot of future people working there a lot of potential problems, and maybe even injuries. Good on you, original poster. My employer screwed me over, so I screwed him back with help from the FBI. 
It was the early 1990s and I worked for a telemarketing company with the initials SMC in Logan, Utah. I was employed for two full days when I came to the conclusion that they were just scamming old people out of their money using grossly unethical methods. I quit after my second day of work and when I received my paycheck, I noticed that I was paid minimum wage instead of the $10 per hour I was promised when they hired me. So I went back to complain. The officer manager told me, you didn't finish the 90 day probationary period, so you only get minimum wage. Baloney. They never said anything about a probationary period in training, and I know it wasn't in the contract I signed upon hire. Yes, I actually read it before signing. As the office manager opened the door to have me leave, he said, see ya, wouldn't wanna be ya. I was fuming. I called the city offices and discovered that SMC didn't have a business license and reported them. Less than an hour later, I watched as the police showed up and told them they would have to shut down operations until they had a business license. It took them two weeks. When they were back in business, I used an elaborate scheme to get myself on their call list and recorded several of their employee efforts to sell me their crap. It was Utah and legal to record the calls. I knew what they were doing wasn't just unethical, it was illegal. Not only did I report it to a local news station who had their consumer reporter do a two-part story on the scummy company, but I also reported them to the FBI. The owner of the company was one of 200 plus people that was arrested by the FBI in a nationwide sting of dishonest telemarketing companies. The FBI called it Operation Disconnect. See ya! Wouldn't wanna be ya! Ha! But seriously, was I a jerk? Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Seems to me like we have more heroes than jerks today. There's nothing I hate more than scummy telemarketing companies. As the poster said, the only people they're typically really getting any money from is old people who just don't understand that they're being scammed. They literally go after the most vulnerable people and take them for everything they can, and then sit around and laugh about it afterwards. You deserve to rot in jail, and then six feet under it. No, lady, I do work here. I'm trying to help your son. My shirt's right here, covered in his blood. So, this story is from my first job as a soft play supervisor. I was 17 at the time. We all wore turquoise t-shirts, black jeans, and a dark gray cap. I routinely wore a vest underneath because kids are gross and I almost always ended up covered in some kind of food or bodily fluid. This will come up again later. I was also a first aider for St. John Ambulance at the time. On this particular Sunday, in the middle of summer, we were super quiet. I had just finished a rotation on the drop slide, locked it up, and was coming down through the play area the way we always did when management weren't in, down the other slide. As I got to my feet at the bottom, I heard a scream at the top. Without thinking, I shoved my shoes on and ran straight up the slide to the child screaming at the top. When I get there, I immediately shout for help from a colleague. At the top of the slide is a kid, maybe three or four, whose nose is pouring with blood. I pull off my work top, knocking my cap off in the process, again, important later, and put it to the side of the kid to stop too much blood getting in the play area. I then ask all the kids around if anyone knows where the kid's mummy or daddy are. One nods and goes to get them. 
At this point, my colleague arrives with the first aid kit and I throw gloves on and start checking this kid over. No signs of head or neck injury, no signs of any other injury, so I turn the kid onto his side. Obviously, throughout this, I'm talking to the kid and my colleague and asking her to keep an eye on the time. Kid coughs a little and spits out some blood. He's been on his back. My colleague asks if we should call an ambulance, and at this point, I don't know if the kid hit his head or not, so I told them to call 111. UK thing where you can get advice and they'll decide if you need an ambulance or not. My colleague goes down to get the phone for me. Just as the colleague leaves, entitled mum arrives. What did you do to my son? Excuse me? Sorry, I... Take your hands off my baby! At this point, she snatches her child up and tips his head back. Sorry, I don't know what happened to him, but you should tip his head forward until his nose stops bleeding. We're calling 111. You stay away! I think I know what's best for my child. How dare you- Ma'am, I'm a first aider. I'm not suggesting you don't know what's best for your child. I'm just telling you that you should tip his head forward to prevent the blood flowing into his mouth. I'll have to call 111. I have to cover myself. Cover yourself? You're a child. What are you talking about? I actually work here. My shirt's right here, covered in your son's blood. Entitled mom now looks mortified and immediately tips her son's head forward over my already blood-soaked shirt. My colleague arrived back with the phone and I called 111. And they sent us an ECP who checked him over and decided he needed to go to the hospital to be checked over by a doctor. I got a new work top, cleaned up that section of the play area, and I got to go home early. The ECP commenced my first aid, and the next time I came to work, there was a box of chocolates and a card with an apology. So I guess she figured out I wasn't being a jerk. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm sure this kind of thing happens all the time where this person works. Let's be honest, kids can get excited and can get a little rough and sometimes things happen. Kids hurt themselves. In this case, we don't really seem to know what happened, but hopefully the child was okay. Either way, our original poster did everything they could, in spite of the entitled mother. Thankfully, she wasn't there when the poster was actively helping the child and seems like the poster had kind of already finished by the time she got there and shoved her way in. So she didn't get in the way too much. Am I the jerk for not taking in my parents' adopted son? I'm a 28-year-old male. I had an average childhood. My parents provided everything, but nothing extra. When I was 17, they decided to adopt another child, Chris, 7 years old. I went to university at 18 and moved out. My parents told me they could not financially help me because they have another child now. I admit I resented that. I had to work and go to college. For the first two years, I couldn't get into university dorms, so I had to rent, which was much more expensive. I can't count how many times I hadn't eaten for two or three days. It was horrible, and I consider that the worst experience of my life. It got easier after I got into dorms, but I still couldn't afford anything extra like going to a party or anything. In all these years, I slowly distanced myself from my parents, and I don't see Chris as my brother. To this day, we see each other max two times a year, even though we live 25 minutes away. They don't even know I married my partner. This happened at Christmas dinner. In the middle of dinner, my parents told me that Chris is going to university in the same city I live, and asked if he could stay with me. They would pay for rent and expenses. Now, I live in a townhouse in the middle of all the faculties. I'm in the prime spot. I don't rent rooms, but if I did, the rent would be the highest in the city. I was triggered when my parents said they would pay for him, so I said they can't afford to rent a room in my place and 
and to look elsewhere. All of the family there were shocked by my response, and my parents were somewhat taken aback. Since then, a couple of family members told me that I'm a jerk for not helping my family. My parents texted and asked me to reconsider and help my brother, and that he's very upset his big brother won't help him. I told them he's their son, but he's not my brother and I have no obligation towards him. Even Chris texted me and begged me to reconsider, but I just ignored him, and everyone else for that matter. The problem is my partner, who's a good kind soul and is starting to get to me. So, what do you think? Am I being a jerk? Oh, this one's a little bit tougher, I feel. Okay, I'm gonna say, yes, you are being a jerk, but there's an asterisk here. I can totally see where you're coming from in this. I can completely understand the resentment that you had to go through all that and they're looking to just hand it to your new brother and asking you to help out along the way when you feel you have no real obligation to and don't have a real relationship with this person. A lot of the time people think that, you know, they just throw the word family around and that that makes everything okay. But the fact of the matter is that you guys are still very much strangers to each other. I think what needs to happen here is an open conversation about how you feel and why you reacted the way you did. And I would hope they would understand why you feel the way you do. And maybe once this conversation has happened, there can be some kind of agreement or compromise made. Or maybe not. But either way, this is something that I think needs to be addressed and put out there. I asked my girlfriend and her sister to cover up a little bit because my parents were coming in, and they snapped on me. I, 26-year-old male, have decided to work on my flexibility and mobility due to my injuries from playing soccer in high school and college. My girlfriend of two years recommended I try yoga. She does yoga three times a week and is incredibly flexible and agile. She told me she'd talk to her sister as she's a personal trainer. I agreed. My girlfriend, myself, and her younger sister as the teacher have been doing yoga twice a week at my house for the last three weeks. I feel fantastic and really feel that it's been helping me. Yesterday, my mother called me asking if I was still going to give her the freezer I no longer used. I said yes and told her to come get it or I would take it to her the next day. The freezer's in my garage where we do yoga. I usually do it shirtless and my girlfriend and her sister are in sports bra and sweats. In the middle of our yoga session, I get a notification that someone was at my front door. It was my mom and dad. I headed to the door while putting on a shirt, but I asked my girlfriend and her sister to put on a top as well. My girlfriend gave me daggers for eyes and her sister gave me a confused, who the hell are you look? I said please because my parents were coming in. I let my parents in and when I come back, they're still in their sports bras. My parents greet them and leave shortly after. My girlfriend's sister ends up leaving before we finish the session and told me that I'm no longer her client because she's the teacher and she felt I disrespected her. I was confused and asked my girlfriend what she meant. She said, dude, she has big boobs. She gets crapped on like that all the time. You need to apologize, like now. I'll let it go, but you're a jerk. I told her I'll clear things up with her sister, but I will not apologize because I didn't mean it that way. My girlfriend doesn't believe me and thinks I was trying to police her and her sister. I did start to think about it and her sister's a good person. And I'm thinking, did I overstep the boundaries? I don't feel I did. You tell me. Was I a jerk? Guys, I hope you know by now that I try and be very honest with my commentary on these stories. And personally to me, I feel that it was just a misunderstanding. But in my honesty, I have to acknowledge that perhaps this is again my male point of view and I'm suffering from the same thing that this original poster suffered from in that no harm was intended by this comment. Just that his parents were coming in and he wanted them to feel that they were dressed appropriately. 
But unfortunately, I don't have the other perspective on this one. I know that as a guy, yeah, I don't really want to be answering the door shirtless, even if it is just my parents. And given that that's my personal level of discomfort, I would think that perhaps my girlfriend and her sister would feel the same way, especially considering they aren't their parents and are essentially strangers. That being said, I don't think that there would have been anything wrong with the way that they were dressed, given that they were exercising. And it seems like the parents didn't really seem to mind either. I don't know if I personally would have turned around and asked them to put on a shirt as well, but I can understand where the poster's coming from in that thought. At the same time, I also understand why the ladies in this story might feel it was being intended a different way. So ultimately, this is a really tough one for me. I'm going to have to leave it to you guys in the comments. And I really want to hear from the ladies in particular. Like I said, at the end of the day, I don't think this in any way was intended to do harm. And if anything, just came from a place of ignorance. Now, with all that said, that final comment of not apologizing, that is being a jerk. Whether you understand her emotions or not, she felt that you insulted her. An apology is necessary. And if you want her to try and understand your point of view and where you came from in this situation, you need to make an effort to try and understand hers as well. A lot of the times, people get too caught up thinking they're the main character of the story. And sure, you're the main character of your story, but she's the main character of hers as well. She clearly has an entirely different point of view of what happened. And it's important to try and understand that. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.